broadcasting from the beautiful sun-kissed shores of Lake Erie. You're listening to the Cosmic Disasters Podcast, featuring the circle of nerds. Hey, you lucky little f***ers. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? Howdy, nerds. Welcome to your Cosmic Disasters Podcast. It is season two, and we are super stoked yeah, like super duper stoked. So we coming up, this. coming up this week, huh? What? What? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I forgot. Uh, yippee! Two times the crazy. There you go. Already the disaster. So coming up this week on your Cosmic Disasters podcast, we say goodbye to Mr. Stanley in our way that we do Russian cosplay greatness. Sophia's going to talk about cosplay science. We'll be discussing the best superpowers ever. Maybe. And uh, a bunch of other stuff. So all that more coming up on your Cosmic Disasters podcast featuring your circle of nerds. Are we ready? Ready. Yeah? Let's go. Ready. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Let, let's do some nerdy stuff. Rub stuff. Rub stuff? I don't know. Uh, rub. Flash. Y'all are idiots. <laughs> okay, Bobby. Every last one of you. Idiots. Y'all are a Damn bunch it. of idiots. Balls. Right. Welcome to season two of your Cosmic Disasters podcast. I really am very proud of everyone here. I'm very happy that we've made it this far. Oh. This is an achievement. Yes, it is. Achievement unlocked, season two. Bling! bling Whatever that sound bling, is on Xbox. I have all of these sound effects, and that's the one I don't have. Nice. Shame on you! Nice. I know. All right. <laughs> so, if you guys are uh, just joining us, if you're not aware of the Cosmic Disasters, basically what we do is we just kind of hang out, talk about nerdy stuff with a focus on the nerdy people in the community uh, that make our tribe so freaking awesome. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go around the room. I am Tommy D., your uh, hostess with the mostest, and to my left, your right. Uh, I am Sophia, or otherwise known as General Knowledge. I'll be bringing General Knowledge. Yeah. Uh, there's an echo. Well, we, oh. if we're going to start it, we might as well start it off <laughs> with technical difficulties. Our that's yeah. our other our other co-host. It's probably me, like it normally is. Yes. It probably so. is. So right. Sophie Science, aka General Knowledge. General, yep. Knowledge. Beautiful. Yeah, that's uh, probably definitely Princess Alia. All right, going around the horn. Devin DeVoe, voice of the cosmos. On deck. <laughs> On deck. Oh, God, I love it. Oh, <clears throat> I mean, stuff. Look it, there we go. Our oh, first dear. our first curse of the season. Oops. I love it. We need a swear jar, yo. Yeah, we, we have one. Yeah. Do we? Yeah, it's over there. It's behind Sophia. Well, I'm too far away from it. Yeah, I know. And I'm broke. It's okay. Is this, is this a swear jar? That's a, that's a swear jar. <laughs> it should be overflowing by now. Would you Would you like to introduce yourself? I am Smooth Bob, as the ladies call me. Smooth Bob. Smooth, a little bit crusty at the base, but ah, smooth yeah. overall. Oh. Ladies love the crust, I guess. Yeah, they do. Stuffed crust. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> and to my right. <laughs> There's our first F bomb of the season. You know we got. Now we we got you. (laughs) We got you on that one, Radio Bitch. What's up? All right. And joining us via Discord, Discord, um, (laughs) me um, as well. (laughs) Again, my cloned 
He's chasing um, a clone of himself. I'm a clone of myself. My mirror, mirror universe me. So, Aaliyah, I'm sorry. You're going to have to turn your speakers off. Because <laughs> yikes. We don't know what's going on. So, joining us via Discord are wonderful Discordians. We'll start with Princess Aaliyah so she can turn her stuff off and like say hi. <laughs> say hi and then turn your stuff off. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, Princess Aaliyah. <laughs> Princess of the Galaxy. Man. Also, also <laughs> joining us via Discord, we have the one, the only, Teen Wolf. What is going on, everyone from overseas? Yes, joining Cross us from East. joining us from Italy. All the Across way the big Italy. pond. Across the pond. We've also got Daddy Louie. What's up? That, that's it. That's all you got. <laughs> Hello, children. There we go. Okay. There it is. Oh, make that's it what we That's what we missed. And from uh, everyone's favorite state, Colorado, we've got. Uh, do we have a name for nickname for Tyler yet? I mean, we Turd. have a few. We have a few names, but <laughs> are they applicable? Oh yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> oh yeah, they're Pick applicable. Pick one. All right, Tyler. What's up? Hey, from the mountaintops. Here I am. All right. We're going to call him Mountaintop. Okay. Mountaintop. And Smooth Bob's taking a call. Sorry. <laughs> While we're recording. So. My bitches love me. Damn. So, Shit, I said the No, bitch is fine. Bitch is oh, fine. Bitches. We okay. just can't say. Poop. I'm going to I'm gonna have to. Poop. Do you, no, don't don't, don't do it. Poop. Okay. Poop. And the F-bomb. And the F-bomb. All right. So, think, Circle okay. of Nerds, what we do, like I said, we, uh, we like to celebrate the community. We like to uh, talk about all the nerdy stuff that we are into personally. Mm-hmm. Um, we are subject matter experts on a couple things, and uh, we just really like other stuff. So, some stuff we're good at, some stuff we're not, but uh, we all love it. And we celebrate all fandoms. So, whatever you're into, it doesn't even matter what level you are on with whatever you're into. Entry level. Entry level, master level. Plus ten power are you, swords. Are you are you like fresh off the boat, Link, or are you like you know just beat up, master sword in hand, mirror, mirror shield, shield light right? arrows, light arrows? That's what's up. Kicking Ganondorf in his nuts. Why have they not just killed that dude? Because <laughs> what would that would be the, the point? Same you can't the damn do country it. or whatever. Yeah. It's the same with Hyrule. every other damn game. You, you got it. You got to have it. So, so that's us. That's us. And if you want to find out more about us, of course, you can follow us all over the place online. Circle of Nerds. Check it out. And of course, um, we all up in your house eating your fridge. We are. Kool-Aid. The whole fridge. Eating the Kool-Aid, too. Get out of my damn Kool-Aid. fridge. Eating the Kool-Aid. <laughs> just, we don't even use water. Just nah, pour the powder just right, right in So uh, you can check us out on our website, circleofnerds.com. And of course, you can listen to this wherever fine and not so fine podcasts can be heard. So... Let's go ahead and kick this off, and uh, I mean, really, let's talk about why we're all here. Like, I, I really, I really don't think any of us would be here if it were not for Stanley. And he passed two weeks ago. Two weeks. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he passed two weeks ago from um, pneumonia. Yeah, we were on hiatus, Some so form of pneumonia. that's why we are addressing this now. We addressed it on our social media, but. Um, we felt that uh, as the first episode of our second season, we should uh, pay tribute pay tribute to the man. To the greatest of all time. He is. And uh, we always, not always, but we like to do the geek of the week. But uh, I think all things considered, we're going to have to name Stan the geek of the millennium. Word. Because yep. he meant so much Amen. to Excelsior. So, many. Yep. so I'd, I'd like to start off with... Um, 
let's just talk about memories. I mean, what uh, what was your first introduction into the world of comics? Because ultimately, I mean, that's usually everybody's first step into geekdom is uh, some kind of a comic book or a cartoon. And, the 90s Spider-Man you know, cartoon. Or somebody. That was yours, 90s Spider-Man cartoon? That theme song and then just the whole series in total was just dope. Yeah? Can't find that. Can't find it anywhere, Definitely. really, on Blu-ray or The original DVD. X-Men cartoon, but... Oh, man, so good. Mm. The intro for the original X-Men cartoon. Mr. DeVoe? My thing is a little bit different. It goes back to the evolution of comics themselves as you grow up and you start off with things like Red Devil and Casper the Ghost and Archie. You progress your way up to DC Comics and the wonderful world of uh, of science, and you're you're in there. They're comic books, okay? You have, but they're basic. They were very basic. You have the good guy, Superman. You have the bad guy. He always wins. He triumphs, and it's all right. It's it's good because you don't know any better because there is no better. Right. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a cosmic universe opened up the wonderful world of Marvel. And here we have not only superheroes, but real life going on with the heroes while they're battling whoever it is, their nemesis or people that are trying to take over the universe, the world or whatever, whatever, um, just expedited and evolved into what comic books are today and what they should have been. So what we're saying is this, you know, Superman had Lois Lane, but he never did nothing with Lois. We don't know what he was doing. Marvel world people have girlfriends. They have money problems. They have people that died that were in their lives. They had things that they had to consciously think about along with fighting off the bad guys and so on and so forth. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, he he gave us social consciousness within the uh, Marvel world. He gave us things to look at like, well, what would you do if you were this and you were actually a superhero? How would you balance battling people, not letting people know who you actually are? And that was another thing. He brought forth a thing like, if you're a superhero, how are you going to keep this a secret? Right. You know, so you get Spider-Man who eventually, you know, told people who he was that was close to him. You have the Fantastic Four who were just superheroes. They had inalienable powers that they got through a a space disaster, but this is what they did for a living, and they had their lives in front of everybody. And everybody knew that who they were. Right, and it, no it was mask, cool, nothing. you know. No. The thing would go down, have a few drinks. Uh, the Torch is, is a kid with, with incredible power. Yeah. Uh, Invisible Girl is still a woman, and she's still learning about her, you know, growing into her adulthood. And then there was Reed Richards, you know, just a, a really smart uh, type of person trying to keep the group together and deal with all the outside stuff that's going on. Uh, they got their own building, Baxter the Building. Baxter Building, yeah. yeah. Everybody knew it in New York. It said, don't go around there on that street because the building falls down every six months or so. They tear up everything <laughs> in Manhattan. <laughs> you know, so it, it was just a wonderful evolution for the people that were fortunate enough to start off from the very beginning. And we have seen it evolve over the years, a 40 or 50 year period of what we have today. Content, we have 
um, lives. They have changed people. They have grown. The superheroes, you know, they age. They get older. They pass the baton on to other people. Um, and in hopes of you have to protect Earth and the galaxy, he gave us the Watcher Society who are sworn immortals to protect all things in the galaxy and in particular a, a fondness for Earth. Um, you even have an affinity for the villains. You know, you, you, you can kind of feel for them a little bit. You can you, you can relate because to they them got problems, too. You know, they yeah. didn't really all of them didn't start off to be villains. The Sandman didn't start off to be a villain. He got caught up in an atomic cycle thing. Uh, and the yeah, sand and thing, DNA. right? But all he wanted to do was save his little girl because she had cancer. This is the guy that you know he 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 had no idea of being any of this stuff. It was sort of put upon him. Um, the other guy that uh, Doctor Doom, I mean no, uh, Doc, Doc Ock, Ock, yeah, you know the transplant. He was all right. He was just trying to do something to better humanity, yeah. and got caught up and and there and there you go, Doctor Connors. Right. He was just trying to regenerate his arm and That's figure right. out. That's I just need two arms, yeah. and now I'm an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, Things yeah. go on, and we're trying to correct yeah. this. But this is the, the relevance of what a universe should be. You are a person in the universe. You have problems. Things are going on in your everyday life. You're trying to balance this out. Plus, you know, people are swatting you and throwing you into buildings, getting run over by trains, so on and so forth. Life is hard for a superhero. It is. It's really it's really hard. Plus, he gave us that wonderful thing. There is sex in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> People are getting it on. They're getting it on. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll in That's the Marvel right. Universe. You know, right. You know, well, you, well, yeah, even in a... Don't, what read, was it? don't uh, read the ultimate. Right. <laughs> the ultimates are ultimate. Whoops. But um, in 1971... Um, I believe it was Spider-Man. In 1971, it was in Spider-Man. Um, he did like a four-issue anti-drug arc. Right. You know, this was before the Say No to Drugs campaign. Right. This was Stan Lee doing that. You know, Stan Lee in 1971 saying, let's let's talk about drug abuse. Let's talk about race relations. Let's talk about, you know, religion. Let's talk about people having to do drugs in order to be superheroes. Right. You know, and Daredevil was a perfect example. That cat was on all kinds of painkillers. That's right. You know, they early were on. killing him. They were killing him. Iron so, Man. Um, everybody. In a bottle. Yeah. Sophia. What, what's for me for Stanley? Yeah, for Stanley. Sure. I mean, I didn't really. I have still have not really gotten that into like comic books and stuff. So it's like, I was first thinking. I guess my first delve into comic book universe at all wasn't even a Marvel thing. It was a DC, unfortunately. No, that's fine. I was thinking Static Shock was a Marvel thing, but it's not. Static <laughs> is a DC character, right? I didn't know that because I don't know a lot about. But a lot books. of stuff was at a minimum influenced by well, Stan yeah, and like, what he, he was doing. He influenced a ton of stuff. Um, and then also, like, some of the things that they would do in the books went on to later, like, influence some inventions people came out with. That yeah. They were like, we saw this and, like, wondered if it was possible, and then they tried it, and it was possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like web shooters. <laughs> right? I won't so. <laughs> Radio bitch, what about you? Well, actually, I got introduced pretty much by you. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I think the first comic book I ever showed you was like a porno comic. I think it was. Uh, uh, it was cherry. cherry. Yeah, yeah cherry. cherry. Cherry bomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. X-rated Archie comics, basically. Whoa. We yeah. Cherry Pop-Tart. I remember Cherry those. Pop-Tart. Yep. We, we still have them. Yep. So. X-rated. But Stan Lee but, influenced that junk as well, I'm sure. Yeah. On some level. Um, the in, uh, I was looking online because I had to look up some stuff about him. So, to be honest, um, I didn't know that he was a World War II veteran. So yeah. That, that's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he was in the Signal Corps, if I'm not mistaken. It, he was in the Signal Corps, and apparently he started writing manuscripts um, for training films as part of the Signal Corps. Yeah, right. So I thought that was pretty interesting, and they called him the playwright Yeah, when he was in. So... Um and he re- he didn't become the publisher of Marvel until 1972. Yeah, year of our birth. He was that. he was erasing pencil lines and getting coffee for the illustrators, yeah. and he started at the bottom. Now we're here, and and yeah, yeah. and he, then he became a god. He did. He Tony did. Stank. Well, he, certainly, <laughs> he certainly changed the way DC had their concept of what a comic book is supposed to, to be. Or whatever. They had to they had to catch they up. had to get up on their game there because dude was just like on it. Every he day. was just on it. He created a whole universe of of people and things and Multiple stuff teams and too. Uh, Multiple uh, teams. alternate universes yeah. and and things that you know you have in your mind, but you 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 don't know how to get it out. Right. He got it out there. He put it out there for the world to see, and we accepted this. We reveled in this. It was marvelous because it's the wonderful world of Marvel and the Marvel, Marvel universe. Marvelous Marvel. Discordians. How about you guys? Yes. I know. I know. So all of us I were, didn't were like, deep. Uh, I, you know, I was exposed to superheroes obviously when I was, uh, you know, young. But I mostly was more into the science fiction stuff, like the the Star Wars stuff, and yep. uh, you like my favorite thing growing up was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I didn't actually learn until, you know, I was a. Uh, young adult that Ninja Turtles started as a comic book. Um, So I would say that like, as far as, you know, Stan Lee goes, I think that honestly my first exposure to him was uh, the Spider-Man movie that came out in what, 2002, uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Um, (laughs) But even though, even though that was your first time really encountering on a personal level, something from Stan Lee, I mean, you've been surrounded by his work your entire life. Yeah, I just didn't realize it until, you know, much later. And it's it's amazing to me now looking back at, you know, the the cartoons that I watched, the toys that I played with, the novels that I read, you know, all of that stuff had very heavy Stanley influences. But you don't really realize it until you, you know, take a step back and look at where this stuff comes from and. You're like, oh, wait a minute, this is a lot like something Stan Lee created. And then you're like, oh, wait, Stan Lee created it first. So you can see where the influence is. It's, it's really cool and really fascinating. And uh, I'm very sad that I will never have gotten to meet him uh, because it's just uh, a re- really cool, uh, really cool guy. Really cool stuff that he that created. Was bucket list. Yeah. yeah. So who else? Discordians. What else you got? Yeah, Teen Wolf, got Tyler, Aaliyah. So, I was first introduced to comics when I was very young because when I was a kid, I loved reading. There was this really tiny ghetto bookshop right down the street from my house. And I'll never forget, I was scrummaging around through the $1 bin and I'm like, oh, like these are cool. What are these? They're like, oh, these are comics. And I'm like, all right. And it took me, hell, I didn't start collecting comics again until... Till right before I left to come out here. But the first ever comic I ever had was the 64-page 300th edition of Iron Man when nice. he fought Ultimo, when he was Sweet. like a super skyscraper. It was like this deluxe edition. It had uh, 
War Machine and like Pepper and everyone in Iron Man suits fighting him. Tony was in the hospital and then, you know, he was paralyzed, but then he uh he crawled out of bed, threw on his armor, came out of nowhere and saved the day at the last minute. You know, so I was heavily influenced by him after reading that and I I'm actually happy to say that I pretty much have a lot of the Iron Man comics, the original ones, um, because I started collecting them again before I left to come out here. I did have the chance to see Stan Lee in the flesh at Boston Comic Con. Nice. When I went down there. And That is awesome. You you would never have known that because when he when he was like rolling around hanging out with people, he was in a wheelchair or in one of those like motorized scooters. Right. So he was going around and stuff, and he was having like he had to have people help him sign the autographs. How long ago was this? The Boston. Two the last years Boston ago, maybe. Two years ago. About, maybe about a year. So he was like what, yeah. 95, 96 at the time. Yeah, yeah, I think he was 97 when he passed. I think so. Yeah, I it was 95. so might have been 95, 95 or 97. So you would yeah. you would never expect you know the same man that's rolling around on a scooter, you know, talking to people, interacting with people on stage, and like you know screaming skill, you know his all of his jam at this con. You know, and then you go to like the Marvel films where he's walking around, you know, he's having normal conversations. And <laughs> I mean, I, I, I firmly agree with making him the geek of the millennium. Like yeah. his his influences will hit generations play onwards from now. And he still has a, a foundation. Too. Yep, He has his foundation. Education he still has. Foundation. They've got several cameos filmed for him so i mean he's gonna he's, be in he's several gonna be in the, the new yeah. spider-man movie into the spider-verse he's yep he filmed his cameo for that too oh yep he was in uh what big hero six yeah he was at the end of that <laughs> um it's awesome i mean it's just every he's he's everywhere oh, they go to kitty <laughs> i mean he was even in dragon ball dragon ball even made him an honorary member many years ago as the comic kai <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. he was in that dc cartoon too he's in the teen titans movie and he was making fun yeah of him. <laughs> So, I mean, he's just, I mean, and that just, that just shows you the level of respect that people have for that guy. I mean, it's just, he was in, you, he was in everybody's stuff. You can't, even you can't hate him. That's what surprises me so much. Yeah. Across cultures, across, I mean, he is multi-ethnic, multinational. Um, and he made it yeah. possible. One of the, the, the greatest things that you can see is when you go to a movie theater and he made it possible for adults to still like Marvel Comics or whatever, as well as children, uh, the mids, everybody. You walk into a theater and you see everybody in there and we have one common goal. We all like Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. We all adore and uh, Stan Lee. So when you go in there and, and you see it, what makes it really fun, people don't question you. You can be like I am, 900 years old. <laughs> as and, old as Stanley, yeah, and people come in there and they when they'd be you like nine hundred. You are, <laughs> yeah, and they they uh they you know like okay, well, dude is with it. 
you know, as well as the, the, the kids that come in there. Everybody has one thing that they want to accomplish. We've come in here to see what Stanley has created and how it has been put up on the screen, how it has evolved from a page, an artwork. Uh, and the people, we also want to thank all the people that uh, he hired or came through and directed to make all these things possible. Yeah. We waited years for this stuff to come on the screen, for the the technology to catch up and, and, and make what is infinite in your mind and your imagination a real-life thing on screen. It, it's just a marvelous thing. It's a wonderful thing. It is. Yep. You I know, he, that's a no. good point uh, that Mr. DeVoe brought up. I personally, I every Wednesday night, game at a comic book store, a local comic book store, and I'm there playing TCGs, board games, whatever. And um, as everybody knows, Wednesdays uh, is comic book day. So every yeah. Wednesday is when new comic book comes out, uh, new comic books come out. And I, where we sit at the tables that we sit at is right by the door. So everybody coming in throughout the evening to get their weekly comic books, they walk right by my table. And it's amazing to see that it's not just, you know, old guys or young kids coming in and buying these comic books. It is, you know, kids. It is adults. It is, you know, guys my dad's age and yeah. guys my granddad's age. And yeah, it is ladies and it is, you know, big everybody. people, small people, yeah. you know. You've got grandparents it, it, buying. Colors and grandparents are buying comics for their grandchildren. And yeah, but they're also them. reading yeah. them and too, they're, which right, is exactly. awesome. You know, and and I I think that we owe all of that to the content that Stanley created because I don't think that that culture would still exist if it wasn't for the strong characters and the strong, um, you know, uh, a setting that that he set in his creation. Yeah, I agree. The social context alone. You know, it's it's just it's there. It's real. It, you know, like and we've talked about this before on the show, you know, being able to relate to Marvel. You know, DC is fun. DC, you can kind of get lost in it and go on this amazing journey and this adventure that's just, you know, really, really out there. But, um, you know, with the Marvel comics, it's it's right here. It's, you know, you've got, you know, this guy from Hell's Kitchen. You've got this kid from the Bronx, right. you know? I mean, it's you've got these these people who are living in your neighborhood, potentially. Plus you know? the fact that he he introduced ethnic characters yeah. from all genres of life, the LGBT community. You know, everybody has a representative in the Marvel Universe. Yes. Everybody has one. And the universe is an expanse. I mean, he covered a lot of stuff for a lot of different reasons, and he made it all link up together so that it all flowed. It all flowed. Everything all had a basis flowed. to it. People, you know, superheroes knew of other superheroes and what they were capable of doing, what their strong points were. Um, when Galactus, for instance, came to eat up Earth and destroy Earth, everybody got together and put, the, you know, their differences aside, even the villains. Yeah. The villains was, you know, this was their their thinking. 
we can't villainize anybody if we don't have no earth. <laughs> if there ain't no earth, you can't do you that. Know, no we, earth to take over. Yeah, we, can't, we, right. we can't do what we do. We love fighting, you know, whatever, taking over, robbing, stealing, or whatever they were doing. And here comes this guy from who knows where going to destroy earth. We're all going to get together. We're going to kick his ass, and then we're going back and make this the way it is supposed to be. Call where the temporary bad guys, truces and stuff. Yeah. Right. You know, that's, that's a wonderful thing. You know, even the Watcher Society sworn never to interfere in the going-ons of humans put aside their thing, their mandate came together and said, we will give you the necessary power and everything to come over and make this and push everybody over the edge. It's a wonderful thing. And Stan helped to make all that happen. All of that. Tyler, Princess, what do you guys have to say? What do you guys have to say? Well, I mean, Marvel is pretty close to me. When I was was young, I uh, was going back and forth between parents and when I visited my dad and I was staying in a spare bedroom, which he had uh, decked out as a kind of like a makeshift library. Cause he was a huge reader and also a huge comic book fan. And he, uh, one year he had told me how he had, uh, when he had joined the military, he had lost all his comics. He had left all his comics with a friend. And when he came back for him, the friend had just disappeared. And so he was slowly creating, recreating his comic book collection. So the next year I came to visit him again over the summer and he had this big stack of comics sitting in that, in that spare bedroom. And I'm only there for a couple of weeks. And he got, I remember the day he got so upset because I'm sitting there just reading instead of hanging out with him, you know, Wolverine issue one. And I'm just reading it and I'm just totally infatuated with everything that's going on with Wolverine and all this other stuff. And I'm just going from one issue to the next. And he's watching me intently making sure I don't mess up the pages. And then the coolest thing happened. Like he started asking questions and we started having this super intellectual for as far as an eight year old, nine year old can have a conversation about Marvel and Wolverine and the X-Men. And, uh, he had another comic, uh, where like, uh, it was like alternate universe where Wolverine had a daughter with Psylocke or I forget how that, that thing went. We had all these conversations and it happened throughout the years. I would read more comics and he would read more comics and we would, talk and have all these uh, uh, discussions about the Hulk and uh, Black Panther and just this, that, and the other thing. And it was just, you know, now that my father's gone, it's just something that I hold supremely dear. It's, you know, and uh, it's why I, it's just incredible. It's like one of those things that you can connect over much like star Wars and all those, these other things that are held dear, that people hold dear to their hearts and they can talk about and debate about. That's how Marvel is with me a lot. Yeah, and you don't really realize it. You don't realize that uh, you know Stan. You know he didn't write every comic. He didn't create every character, of course. But you know his influence was just wide-reaching. I mean, it's just it's amazing to think about. Princess, we haven't heard from you yet. Yeah, I've been trying to keep my mic off. I don't <laughs> want nobody to have the echo. <laughs> we appreciate you. Um, so mine's. Uh, it didn't actually start out with Stanley because I didn't really grow up around that stuff. Um, honestly, I like my dad always played video games, but I never really had anyone that would, um, that kind of stuff to me. So I was, you know, my mom always wanted us to play us girls to play with like Barbie dolls and stuff, but I never really wanted to play with that stuff. I always wanted to like, like she, I remember they had gotten me a uh, Game Boy Advance for doing good. I got all um, A's 
in school. And so my dad said, we'll get you something. And the only thing that I asked for was a Game Boy Advance. And they ended up grounding me from it because I would play it all the time. So, but I, there was one, when we were started talking about this, there was um, a movie that had popped into my, my mind because it was like the first time that I ever actually that there was it was comic book related um but have you guys seen like the adventures in babysitting it came out in 1987 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. little girl she always wore her little thor hat <laughs> yeah yeah thought so, of so I mean, like and yeah, that's that's indirectly, indirectly well not well directly influenced by Stan. Yeah. yeah yeah um but it was like I guess to me, I was introduced to it without being introduced to it, if that makes sense. So I didn't, obviously, like, no, Stanley didn't create it, but of the movie, because she, she's like, oh, I want to be like Thor. And, you know, this is where she gets her her strength from. Um, But then as I got older, I, and I know we talked about this like a a few shows back, but I started watching Smallville as corny as it was. I was just super (laughs) in love with Tom Welling, but it was a concept. concept. Uh. (laughs) So enticed. Yes, Tom Welling, but also the show in general. And I, I, that was the first series like movie or TV show series that I had on like, um, DVD. Right. And, you know, so it was like, no, I wasn't necessarily introduced to it. Now, Star Wars, uh, my uncle tried to get me into Star Wars, and every time I would fall asleep. So I'm sorry. But it's okay. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. So, <laughs> so obviously, you know, Stanley had a, a huge impact on all of us. You know, whether whether we. What's that? What's that? I said one thing I did want to say oh, yeah. is that oh, yeah. allows kids, adults, kind of like uh, what what you guys were previously saying, it doesn't matter the age, but it allows you to keep your imagination. Absolutely. Aspect of it. Absolutely. Because, you know, as we get older, it's like it, a lot of people say that we don't really have imagination as adults and it's all for kids. But no, like Stanley kind of keeps us, re- keeps us young and re- reminds us to keep our imagination sharp. Well, yeah. Nine, in his nineties, in his mid to late nineties. Yeah. And he still had the imagination, had the imagination. Of, a, of a kid. And, so because of that, Stanley, you are now and will always be our geek of the week. In fact, our geek of the millennium. I need like an echo effect. Wait, millennium. I did have an echo effect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Elia, turn it back on. Yeah, turn it back on. Geek of the millennium. Perfect. All hail. <laughs> All hail, Stanley. There you go. We're it's season two, but it's still our same old production value. I gotta love it. All right. So, um, unfortunately, we're not gonna have time to talk about uh, the amazing, incredible world of Russian cosplay. Um, so we're gonna get that uh, next week, hopefully, um, because oh it's God. just. Anyway, it is really, it is really good what they're doing. So it's amazing. They literally live like a whole different life over there. Okay, I have a whole folder that's just dedicated to Russian cosplay because it is so good. All right, folks. So that's going to wrap it up for this portion. If you are one of our valued patroni, and for those of you just joining us this season, um, a patroni is somebody who supports us and uh, helps us out on Patreon. So if you head on over to patreon.com. 
slash circle of nerds you can find out more about how you can help us help us out if you enjoy this train wreck and you enjoy what we do and you find value in it then uh you know throw us a buck or two and it'll help us uh, continue on doing this upgrading equipment going places and doing great things and bringing you this awesome awesome content so head on over there patreon.com slash circle of nerds so that's going to conclude this portion of the show patroni stick around because we have got a lot to talk about still and uh for those of you who are joining us for the first time we kind of keep it uh a little clean on this portion of the show but as our patroni know uh the pants come off the bras are undone and uh yes. the it's swear jar is put away is <laughs> put away say, the bra has been undone oh whoa oh, hey okay all right all right that's good to know good to know all right so patroni stick around coming up we've got uh, the top five least known stan lee creations we're gonna have our nerd rage segment about the best Echo, superpower the best superpower ever ever all right mute your, <laughs> mute your mic please <laughs> and this is why we call it the cosmic disasters podcast so sophia's gonna have a, a very cool cosplay science technology segment and uh i'm sure there will be lots and lots of shenanigans so thank you guys for joining us uh visit us online to find out more about what we're doing we're always updating our social media but we're going to be starting to update our social media so so, we'll we'll get to it so uh eventually eventually one of these days eventually eventually we'll get it together all right so thanks for joining us we appreciate it and uh as always, like we like to say, if nobody does anything nice for you, do something nice to yourself. And we will see you back here next week. Bye. Yes. Thanks for joining us this week. If you like this train wreck and you want more, you can follow us online. We're at Circle of Nerds on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and of course our website, circleofnerds.com. <laughs> Mom, do you ever have problems with personal dryness? Oh, sweetie, are you and Brad having intimacy issues? We're trying to get pregnant, but... But you're drier than the Sahara Desert down there. Mom! Sweetheart, it happens to all of us. Are you using anything for it? I've tried everything, but nothing works. Have you tried Super Slick Plus? Super Slick Plus? What's that? It's a personal lubricant. I love it, and so does your stepfather. Ew, God, Mom. Ladies, do you struggle with feminine dryness issues? Having problems with intimacy? Super Slick Plus Personal Lubricant can help. Made from all natural gluten-free ingredients and space-age polymers, Super Slick Plus offers longer-lasting lubrication, along with the same great taste and fewer calories. Used by NASA to lubricate the landing gear on the space shuttle, Super Slick Plus is formulated to handle the toughest jobs. Try Super Slick Plus today. Available at Johnny's Pachemas Lubricant Emporium in beautiful downtown Lorraine. Hey mom, I took your advice and tried Super Slick Plus. It really works. So now you're slicker than hot ice, right? Mom, what does that even mean? Super Slick Plus, get your slick back.